Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. You have tuned in to our weekly book review. We believe at the Courageous Truth Podcast we need to arm ourselves with the truth of God's word as we navigate culture and secular society. We pray this review will inspire you to dive into this book and prayerfully consider the author's content. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast as we continue to be courageous with the truth. Now here's your host, Eric Lundberg. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I am Eric Lumberg, your host. Um, I'm very excited to be doing these weekly book reviews. I think that reading is so important. And I think nowadays, especially, we need more people reading books because this is going to be one of the greatest ways to pass information without censorship. So I think that this is extremely important that you guys not only listen to these, but take advice and read these books. These books are very prayerfully and carefully mapped out and selected for you. Um, Make sure, as always, thank you for those of you who have subscribed, like, share these podcasts, share these episodes, help me to build this platform to keep the courageous truth out in the airwaves and out on all the platforms out there. So I really, really appreciate it. The book that we're going to review this week is a very important book. It is a book that I have become very passionate about, and that is the book Live Not By Lies by a author named Rod Dreher. This is a manual for Christian dissidents. Do not own any rights to this book. All the rights go to the publisher, and all the rights go to the author. But I think that this is an extremely eye-opening book, and it's very confirming, and it's borderline horrifying. And we're going to get into a little bit about it right now. The author wrote this book in such a way that it will open people's eyes to different areas of society based upon your life experiences and your interactions. So really, this is a book for everybody, but um, it different things are going to stand out to different people. And that's what's so masterful about this work. The name of this book itself tells what it's about. Live not by lies. This book discusses the hard truth, ladies and gentlemen. It just does. This book just talks about the truth. It is both masterful storytelling, historical accounts, and personal testimony of people that this author personally interviewed who survived the Soviet Union and the regime and the communist control that took place in that time period. The book opens up with the story about a man. His name is Tomislav Pogladin. He was a priest. And he was on the run from the Gustapo in Croatia because he was preaching the word of God. The totalitarian regime, that communist regime, began to be very heavy-handed in the area, and he had to move to Czechoslovakia and change his name 
to his mother's maiden name. And he made it his mission to prepare Christians for the coming totalitarianism. This author makes a lot of references to the book 1984, George Orwell's masterpiece, in a lot of ways, a prophetic masterpiece. Um, he makes a lot of references. So if you haven't read that book, you might want to go read it as a reference to this book. And that's what makes it so horrifying. He goes on to show how many believers would, their eyes began to become open to totalitarianism in the modern world. And he goes into great detail about what totalitarian is and the effect and how it creeps its way into culture. I'm going to read a quote out of this book. There's two quotes that I'm going to read. The first uh, quote I'm going to read is this. Out of the very first chapter, it says this. Many Christians will see through these lies today, but will choose not to speak up. Their silence will not save them and will instead corrode them. That's a powerful statement if you think about that. Think about that for a minute. Many Christians choose to stay silent. This book then goes on after it tells that story, uh, how to see totalitarianism coming. He breaks it down really, really well, and it is so worth the read, everyone. Recognizing it, well, where does it come from? He talks about the loneliness, talks about social isolation that totalitarian brings in and how it's intentional. Think about it. Losing faith in hierarchies and institutions. He talks about the propaganda used by totalitarian political and bureaucrats and the willingness from propaganda to believe unnecessary lies. And he talks about the war around ideology. And he speaks about religion and faith as such a threat to a totalitarianism mindset. And he breaks down the cult. He calls it a cult of social justice. And he pinpoints exactly what that is and what that looks like. We see a lot of those things in America, and it can be kind of hard to find the truth. This man breaks it down so clearly it is worth every read. And then to, to kind of end the first part of the book, the book is written in two parts. He breaks it down and he talks about the mass surveillance campaign. Now that's scary if you think about it. And then he ends the first part of the book where he's opening people's eyes and sharing what it looks like. He asks one question, could it happen here? This book is written to America to American Christians. Very, very, very eye-opening book. So important. Now, part two, he, he, he opens up part two talking about creating cultural memory. What does that mean? He does a great job of describing it, but simply put, it's how do you create memory and culture that's passed on from generation to generation so we're not falling into the same trap over and over and over again. He speaks about the power of the family. And he speaks of the family being the most powerful institution to fight communism and totalitarianism. Because what does totalitarianism want to do? 
and which leads to communism, break up the family. Turn parents against kids, kids against parents. He gets into great detail how it happens, how bureaucrats have used that power and abused that power. Very eye-opening. He does a great job. And then, of course, he speaks to the threat of religion, the threat of faith and the threat faith has to the incoming communism mindset. And he speaks of true stories of people who have suffered greatly. He interviewed so many survivors of the Gustavo arrests, of the Gulag, of so many different torturous experiences. I mean, it will blow your mind. I can't talk about them because it's not my stories to tell. It's the author's stories to tell. It will break your heart and open up your eyes and really light a fire in you to make sure that we stand against these totalitarian. At the end of the book, he throws out this, this crazy idea about the gift of suffering. Now, as Christians, we look in the New Testament and we see that the apostles all suffered. They suffered, most of them, horrible deaths for the sake of Jesus, for the sake of the way, for the sake of all the, the uh, church planting and missionary journeys. They suffer for, because of that. And he begins to give stories of people who really suffered, people who suffered and survived, people who had family members that suffered and did not make it in the gulag and horrible prisons for being Christians, for holding the faith, for equipping people to stand up against the brainwashing techniques of the Gustavo. Very, very powerful. And to end the book, he gives those testimonies. I'm so grateful he did that because it leaves you with a personal touch and a heart-wrenching story of real humans who went through this and their stories cry out and say, don't let it happen in America. We must stop the communism control. We must not allow it to happen. And it, he speaks of it as a believer's responsibility to make sure that it does not happen. In the end, this is a very prophetic book. It is a book for such a time as this. And there is no doubt that this was divinely ordained to be in the hands of readers like you and me. The book is heavy. The book is going to take some time. It's very well written. It is very easy to follow. It is very easy to understand, but it will take time because you're going to have to put it down. You're going to have to process the content. You're going to have to like really compare some of the things that you've been experiencing that now you're seeing that there is really a, an agenda behind them. I would recommend this book to everyone. I think it should be in every school. I think Christian schools should uh, require this book reading. I want, to see every, I want to see everyone read this book. It is like one of the most important books out right now. These are stories of real people who lived real lives under a horrible communist control. And that is so, so it's horrifying. But their stories cry out as a warning to all of us to make sure that the church doesn't fall prey and that citizens do not fall prey to the seductive totalitarianism control. And I'm going to end this book uh, reading a quote from it. 
Now, the book, the name Live by, Not by Lies was actually named after an article that was published in the late 40s by a man who was equipping dissidents in Moscow, and he was arrested and exiled for the rest of his life. Away from his family, away from his loved ones, he could never come back into the Soviet Union again. He spent the rest of his life in prison. But in 1974, before he was arrested, he wrote one last article. This man's name was Alexander Solinsky. And he published this in 1974 in February. And it was an article to his people in Moscow that the article's name was Live Not by Lies. And I'm going to read it to you. This is what he writes. I'm just going to read it. We are not called upon to step out onto the square and shout out the truth, to say out loud what we think. This is scary. We are not ready, he writes, but let us at least refuse to say what we do not think. For example, a man who refuses to live by lies agrees to these principles. They will not write or say or affirm or distribute anything that distorts the truth. That's a commitment they're making with their lives. Will not go to a demonstration or participate in a collective action unless he truly believes in the cause. Will not take part in a meeting in which the discussion is forced and no one can speak the truth. Will not vote for a candidate or proposal he considers to be dubious or unworthy. Will not walk out of will, excuse me, walk out of an event as soon as he hears the speaker utter a lie, ideological dribble, or shameless propaganda. Will not support journalism that distorts or hides underlying fact. Think about those things. He this man, the day before he was arrested, was urging the citizens of Moscow not to participate in those things that he listed right there. And he challenged them to make a commitment with their lives to live not by lies and to follow those things and and many more. And that's all the time I have for today. Like I said, I encourage everyone, read this book, go out and buy it. The link will be in the descriptions. Next week, we are going to take a look at a book called Why Social Justice is Not Biblical Justice. These are important times, and books are so important. The knowledge and wisdom that's inside the covers is vital to being a solid Christian and a solid member of society that's not going to be swayed by culture. So, as always, like, subscribe, share, hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast. I will see you next week here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. As always, Take a courageous stand for the truth. God bless you.